Cruz who breaks three. One man to beat. Victor Cruz down the sideline. Cruz is going to take it all the way. Tied an NFL record. 99 yards from Manning to Cruz. Barkley straight ahead with a big hole. And running through is Saquon Barkley. And he's going in for a Giants touchdown. Giants turn to try and answer, and here's Saquon Barkley, and he's off to the races. The 30, the 20, Saquon for six. All right, Giants fans, welcome back to another episode of Talking Big Blue with JQ. I'm your host, Jack Quattararo. Giants 23, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 25, alongside with me, my beautiful co-host, Thomas Sinertia, and here we are. Wrapping up the game recap of yesterday's Monday night football event. And honestly, what a game it was for the New York Giants. And just what a way to end it. This is their sixth loss of the season that has come by a touchdown or less. So soak it all in, Giants fans. Here we are, one and seven. What up, Tom? What up, boy? How are you handling this loss today? It was I kind of had a long day today, so I uh, haven't really like soaked it in yet. I think I'm still just amazed how how well we played up until that last like 10 minutes of the game dude up until like the first half we were playing like a six win team i called my cousin i go yo why are we playing like this i was texting you too and then you know what it was remember what we said they show the black cat why you show the black cat we have we have to i have to go back and find out when during the game they showed the black cat and find out our stats after that i think it was before halftime no, I think, I think it was going into the second half when we got the ball. I think we had a quick three and out. Yeah, no, he threw a pick right after yeah. halftime, Danny. Yeah. Why and do you he... show the cat? So, the NFL is out to get us. The NFL is out to get us, Giants fans. But what a game it was for a lot of New York Giants players. Like Daniel Jones, we're going to get into him. He, he was 25 of 41 with 256 yards, two touchdown passes, and then the two crucial interceptions, which we will get into later. Um, Wayne Goldman had a nice game. If you took his over on rushing yards, it hit. So congrats. Um, Alfred Morris, I guess the Giants signed him a while ago, and they just have been running the ball with him a lot yesterday. He had eight carries for 28 yards. I'm kind of upset about that because I wanted to see the Wayne train get the ball more because I think Wayne Gallman has been putting up numbers with the absence of Saquon Barkley. It's not looking like a lot, but he has a, a lot of nice running plays this year so far. So I'm happy to see that. It's good to have Shepard back. Ingram actually had a nice game, didn't drop a crucial pass late in the game in the third quarter this time. And then Slayton had a nice little game too. So Giants offense held their own with three starting offensive tackles this game. You had Andrew Thomas at left tackle, who's been there all year. You had Shane Lemieux at left guard for the absence of Will Hernandez because of COVID-19. And then you had Matt Parrott starting at right tackle, but he did switch in and out with Cam Fleming. So Tom, what'd you think about the O-line performance last night? I only really saw Daniel get hit three times. I was kind of in and out during the game. It was obviously the two picks when he when he was getting brought down and tried to throw it, and then when we got sacked at a field goal range and at the punt. Other than that, I think Garrett told him today, or Joe, or I'm sorry, or Judge told Garrett to tell Danny, call hike and throw the ball. Don't don't start trying to dance. Don't don't sit there too long. We don't have the luxury of doing that. The O line wasn't the reason we lost the game. If you if that's what you're trying to ask me, that's what I was asking you, Tom. And I just think they played phenomenal. I know they gave up three sacks, but like one was like on a third and seven. It was like a full out blitz. Like you don't have enough guys to cover as many guys as the Buccaneers sent. And then there's just a couple of play. And you know the two other ones he got sacked. One by Pierre Paul. He was trying to 
escaped the pocket and he just caught him with his three fingers or maybe his full five fingers on the other side. Who knows? But that was a phenomenal play by him. Yeah, he JPP made a lot of nice plays, and I think that Dave Gettleman and the New York Giants organization was watching them and saying, "Man, like maybe we didn't need to get rid of this guy, even no, with him we did. three of his fingers." We did. We gave him a lot of money for it; wouldn't have been worth it. But the future of the Giants' O line last night—if that's what it's going to look like—I am very happy with that. They ran the ball. I like the kid Lemieux. Yeah, listen, they ran the ball against the number one rush defense in the league, and they actually threw the ball well against one of the best passing, like yards allowed defense in the league like the bucks are legit giants fans like this wasn't a game like i've been saying this as a joke like a vegas trap when it comes to betting and stuff like that like this game like the giants balled out and like you haven't seen them really do that a lot but of course it happens against really good teams this year and i don't know fans like i just don't know what to say about it like you're in that game you're up 14-3 it's another game the giants are up by two scores against dallas they're up 17-3 and here, once again, against the Buccaneers, they're up 14-3. So losing these games sucks. They absolutely stink. Like, watching last night, when they didn't get that two-point conversion, I was I was upset. I was really upset about that. I, uh, I just want to talk about something real quick. Obviously, I don't bet. I'm not a betting man. But on our, on our Instagram Live last night, we were getting a lot of questions for, like, you know, the prop bets. Prop bets are, like, individual players, like, stats over under for the game. I think our I think our boy Besser gave us most of them. I like I my opinion was we were asked Wayne Goldman over thir- over or under 33 and a half yards. I said over. He hit that. I said Wayne Goldman to score a touchdown. He did that. I said Daniel Jones throw a pick. He did that. I said Brady over one and a half touchdown passes. He did that. And I said Rob Gronkowski to score a touchdown. And he did that. Now I don't know shit about shit. But I went five for five last night. I'm on a mental heater. Maybe you should take a quick flight to Vegas and go gamble at the casinos for a little bit. Just put Doesn't it hurt. all. Just put it all on black. I mean, listen, you projected five or predicted five things that the Giants that was going to happen in a New York Giants football game. All Giants fans know that Giants games are a roller coaster of emotions and just a roller coaster of events. You never know what's going to happen. And last night proved it. You go. You played the best first half of probably the season against the Buccaneers, one of the probably the best team you've played this year besides the Steelers because you play the Steelers week one, so you really don't know who the Pittsburgh Steelers are week one, and here they are now, 7-0. But, man, like, Tom, that was good for you, dude. That was a really good predictions you had, and, I mean, I wish the Giants just won. Like, that's a game yeah. like, you really wish you had back. Like, like Tom had a good game, but, like, nothing like that wows you. He was 28-40 of 40 with 280 passing yards and two touchdowns. No interceptions, though, but like I said – in our preview for this game, I said the Giants need to at least sack Tom a few times, and they did that. I'm looking right now. I'm just looking. Leonard Williams had a huge sack on third down, and then what's it called? A little mix of Carter Coughlin and someone else had a sack too. So Giants, two sack against Tom Brady. So I, I thought that was good. I mean, against a very good Bucks offensive line, like Bucks really didn't do much against the Giants defense. Honestly, they had some plays late in the game where Mike Evans got a touchdown, I'm going to say this. There were a lot of bad penalties called this game. Oh, sure. The whole game. I we're going to get, we'll have like a segment at the end of the show time where we'll talk about the the last play of the game on the two point conversion. But Mm -hmm. there were some plays that were iffy. I mean, Leonard Fournette had 15 carries for 50 yards and Ronald Jones had seven for 23. None of them had touchdowns. So I think that's a pretty damn impressive stance for the New York Giants to stop those two guys. The best part about being a terrible team like we are. When we play as good as we did last night, even though we lost, that just makes the Bucks look bad. 
if you're a if you're a top of the conference Super Bowl contender, Super Bowl favorite, you should be blowing out the Giants. I don't care if you're home or away. You should be blowing them out on Monday Night Football. And they didn't. They pretty much it's it's the same situation we we've already said before. They won, but they didn't beat us at all. They got lucky. I think yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers straight up got lucky. I think it's time to get into Daniel Jones and how he played yesterday because I think that's easily the biggest storyline to take away from this game. I'm going to start off. It started honestly early. First quarter, money. Daniel Jones looking like an absolute stud out there, hitting receivers, throwing bullets on the sideline, like slants across the middle, connecting with this receivers. And then that first pick happened, and it's like, oh, boy, here we go. That play, Tom, was was a rough one. That first interception, he was rolling out to his right. And then he he stopped in the pocket and then he started getting hit from behind. And he's just, it looks like Tom, he's trying to throw it out of bounds. But at that point, Tom, he's got like a defender or two draped on his back. Just take the sack there and live another day. I'm pretty sure it was first or second down when he when he ended up throwing that interception, which is honestly a killer for a drive and obviously a huge momentum swing. Yeah. And honestly, we were just talking about this before we hit record. Listen, he missed his deep throws. That happens. I know, I know you got to hit those, but he only really made two terrible throws. He made he made a lot of bad throws. He didn't make he only made two terrible throws, and those those are the two interceptions. He doesn't make those throws, we win the game. We might even win by double digits. I'm gonna tell you why the Giants could have won by double digits. It's literally with five minutes left in the first quarter. Darius Slayton beats a man. He's got him one on one, and Daniel Jones just literally underthrows the ball. Not the play that he misses Slayton completely when he throws the other interception, but just completely misses Slayton and just doesn't get him the ball. Because listen, Slayton's got breakaway speed. And we all, I always say this on the podcast, speed kills. No matter what sport it is, Tom, speed kills. And Slayton showed that last night. And then, excuse me, he didn't throw a pick in the first half. He threw it in the second half. Literally, that's when it started, Tom, right in that beginning of the third quarter. He threw that pick on second down and eight. So Deion Lewis, an amazing return for like 30, 40 yards on the kickoff. You run it once, classic Garrett, and then Daniel Jones just throws a really bad pick. Like, I thought he was trying to throw it out of bounds, Tom, but then you see how close the guy caught it away from the sideline. It's like, damn, like, was Daniel Jones really trying to hit his receiver there? when He he was basically trying to pull a Carson Wentz where he was basically halfway sacked to the ground and he's trying to huck it to his receiver. And obviously a costly mistake, Tom. This is also a thing I wanted to talk about. I, I mentioned it a little bit on the live last night, if any of you that, that are listening – were uh, on it last night this is the kid's second year we're remember we had we had Eli Manning since we were since me and you were five so by the time we got old enough to like start like understanding and like knowing and rooting for football we had a we had a veteran quarterback under center this is our first time having a young kid actually learning what to do if we were a really really good team and he was and he was screwing up like he did last night yeah like like the, like the Eagles fans think the Eagles are really good. Carson Wentz stinks. I'd be pissed if I was an Eagles fan. You know, I'd be calling for Jalen Hurts. But we're, we're like, we're not a good team. We're not supposed to. We Yes, we should have almost three, four wins by now, especially after last night. But like at the end of the day, he's learning. He's not the same man he was today. He is today after last night. Like he's not the same man he was yesterday that he is today. He's he's, he's He needs to make those mistakes. It's, I know everyone's like, yeah, but. He's cost us game. Yeah, but we're not good. It's going to happen. Rookies, and he's not a rookie, young kids make mistakes. Like you said, the first four weeks, it's a sophomore slump. It is. 
He's going to have his phenomenal games, which we haven't seen him on really yet, like last year. And then he's going to have his really, really bad games. We just have to let it flow. I know because we're in New York, we're the most impatient market in the history of the, the universe. You got to give it time. You got to give it time. He's, he's going to make the mistakes. We're going to lose the games. We're not a competitive team right now. We are. We play great. And as far as I'm concerned, he made the his best throw of the night was to Tate at the end of the game. I'd rather him make the great throws in crunch time than make bad throws, you know, at, at certain points of the game. That's just me. I'd rather have a guy that obviously he threw a pick at the end, but I'd rather have a guy that in that last minute has somewhat of a clutch gene than be money all game and then fumble at the seams. I'm sorry. I just went off for a good minute and a half. Take over. Tom, Tom you're good. Trust me. Cause I'm just about to say this right now. I think why, uh, of course, us being Giants fans and being in one of the greatest sports cities in the world, like New York City, like social media took to this and just absolutely ripped Daniel Jones apart. Like you said, Tom, the team is not good, but they played super well yesterday against a very good Buccaneers team that's probably a Super Bowl contender already. Mm-hmm. And then you see Daniel Jones just have a couple of those iffy throws that literally cost the New York Giants the game. And that's what fans are looking at. They're not looking at anything else. They're not blaming the defense for anything. I guarantee you all Giants fans are saying right now is penalties costed us this game and Daniel Jones ill-advised passes cost the New York Giants this game. And I have to agree with them. I'm not jumping the gun or anything like that. Like I'm already seeing Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields all over Twitter, like Instagram. It's tough, but listen, what are you going to do about it? That's what I'm saying right now. Like, listen, he's struggling and we saw it last night. And the one time Garrett actually opens up the playbook for Daniel Jones to huck the ball deep. We've been waiting for it all year. He does it against one of the best teams in the league, and he just misses on big chances, like third and three. He missed Shepard for like 45 yards in the third quarter with like eight and a half minutes left. And I was like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. Because, like, if Shepard catches that pass, he might run that in for a touchdown. So there's another touchdown. So you put yourself up 14 right there. So that's what we're saying. The Giants could have been up 14 and honestly won this game by – double digits. And I think it was very possible. I don't know if Tom Brady's kryptonite is the giants. He's only, I think he's four and four against the giants right now in his lifetime career or five and three, something like that. I saw a stat on it during the game, but he didn't look that amazing. And it just frustrates you as a fan to see Daniel Jones perform like that late in the game after he had such a brilliant first half. I'm looking at another play right now. Here's the other interception on second and five. Like He's got time in the pocket. He tries to roll out right. They're literally ripping at his jersey, and he's still trying, like you said, Tom, to make a play. All you got to do there, it's second and five. You get sacked, it's probably like you're looking at second and 15 at most. That's all. Or, I mean, excuse me, third and 15 at most. Were we in field goal range at that point? They were at the 35. So it's a long field goal, but I think you get up more, obviously. I mean, if he gets sacked there, it actually might be like third and 20. But listen, he's throwing an ill-advised pass. None the least, Tom. And listen, he's got to throw that ball out of bounds or just take the sack. The announcers were ripping on him about it last night. And it's true. You can't do that at the professional level and expect to still win. Because, I, again, I said it to all my roommates as we were sitting on the couch. I go, here's Daniel Jones giving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers another chance to tie this game and take the lead. And that's what happened. Like, you know, the Giants were up 17-15 at that point. Bucks go down and score another touchdown. And then things just changed. It just like you could tell the momentum of the game was off. And then you saw that play on fourth and five late in the fourth quarter with, with two and a half minutes left. He got bailed out by Slayton Jones. That's all I can say. He threw that ball off his back foot. We're lucky that didn't get picked. And there were a lot of incompletions that could have went the other way for the Bucks. So 
was sending it to my roommates. Like Daniel Jones could have thrown four picks easily last night, Tom. Oh, sure. Um, Sorry. I just, I just had to rant about that because listen, nah, it happens. I went I, anyone on one. Tom knows this. You guys all know this. I wasn't the biggest believer of picking Jones at six. And honestly, like, I don't know if I'm just kind of lost after this game by saying this, but I don't know if we're wrong yet. By, I'm, I don't know if I'm wrong about saying that yet because you see plays like that. He makes bad throws like that. Like it hurts you as a fan to watch that. And like, I love rooting for him and supporting him, but you think about, you have another above average quarterback there. He's making all those throws. I think he's making all those plays. He's not throwing those ill-advised interceptions. Like, man, like they had that game, the giants in their hands once again. And another game was lost. We could be sitting at like, Oh God, like four and four right now or something. I think honestly, I really do. Listen, and that's what's wrong with the New York media. Think about it. There's there's other teams that are just as bad as us. Yeah, they may have one or two more wins, but listen, their fan bases aren't expecting as much. You see, you see what happens when Drew Locke drives down the field and and like so obviously the Chargers blew that game one thousand percent. But you see, like what like when he drives down the field and they make that play and they win and and it's like they just won the Super Bowl. Even if they had lost that game, they had just come all the way back. If they almost win, Denver's like, damn, like, like we, like we got ourselves, like Drew Locke's a winner. Like we have a guy that can almost win us those games. We're just not there yet. New York just has no patience for that. And that's what frustrates me the most. I'm used to it because of the Knicks. The Knicks will never be good again as long as I live. Hopefully I, hopefully they win before, you know, I'm very old and I, and I, don't, I don't even know what's going on. And, and I feel, and I do feel for everyone because, we're New York. We want to be competitive. Our division stinks. We're right there in it. You want to win these games. Just give it a little time. Like, I know you're saying if we had an, if we had an above average quarterback in, who would that, who would that be? Eli is gone. And Eli was gone a long time before he left. Bro, this is what the Jets have been doing for 20 years. Sanchez got them to the AFC Championship two years in a row. But, bro, this has been what the Jets have been agonizing with forever we were lucky we had an iron man for 16 years you know what i mean we gotta it's it's tough it's annoying it's not gonna be fun though it's not gonna be fun to watch we're gonna want him gone just just give it time we're not what i said this last night and i'll say it again every single day till it changes we're not a quarterback away from being from being a really good football team Tom, there's a lot of positions that still need to be filled on this team. And I, I just can't disagree with that. And I don't think any Giants fan can. I just think everyone's kind of jumping the gun right now after the way the game went last night. It's but New York. Yeah, it's New York. We'll leave it at that. But after, let's, okay. So after Daniel Jones completes that fourth and five, they have a nice, beautiful drive. And he throws an absolutely brilliant pass to Golden Tate over to the defenders in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. Boom, bang, amazing, beautiful. But then that this is what hurts us. You got to get that two-point conversion. Everyone knows how this goes. And everyone knows they've seen this play before. I feel like every two-point conversion runs the same play. You have the running back come out of the backfield, motion to the right, and the quarterback's supposed to slide with them. Your quarterback either throws the ball to him or runs it in. And then there's Daniel Jones last night. And I'm going to say that I'm going to criticize him for this. He stood there like he was in cement and just watched. He literally stared. This is what they say about young rookie quarterbacks, second-year quarterbacks. They love to stare down their primary target. Antoine Winfield, the safety out of Minnesota, came from one side of the field, saw Deion Lewis in motion, chased him all the way down, and made that play. Listen, if I'm Daniel Jones there, you got to scramble to your right and either do what Russell Wilson does, pump fake a throw and run it in yourself or make the 
appropriate throw and accurate throw and get us in for the two point conversion. That throw was behind Deion Lewis. There's no excuse about it. That's why they picked up the penalty and granted you saw it from the other angle. It literally looks like Winfield's all over him before the ball gets there. Yes. Giants fans. I saw that as well, but listen, like you got to roll out and you got to throw that ball. I think at least like a half second earlier and you give Deion Lewis a better chance and you got to throw that to his outside shoulder. So you really give him a chance at that ball. But if you don't, if he's not open and Winfield's all over him, you're running in yourself. And that's just frustrating, Tom. I don't know what you saw about that, but I just think that's on Daniel Jones. Yeah, I thought I thought we were gonna get the call on that because the way he threw it, it wasn't um it wasn't uncatchable. But listen, I'm and this is where my bias, this is where my bias is gonna come in. Dude, any other team is getting that call. And the way that game is, you cannot bail out a supposed, like I've said already, a proposed Super Bowl contender, Super Bowl like favorite, heavy playoff team. You can't bail them out by not calling that. You got to call that flag, let the Giants go for it again, and then see if they stand up. Again, I don't even know if they talked about it on ESPN today. Bucks fans should not be like thrilled about that win. Obviously, the W is always what's most important, but like, how do you think you're going to compete with like Seattle? And even though they lost last week, like Green Bay, bro, Tampa does not scare me at all, at all. They're an interesting team, Tom, because you see them have really good games and then really bad games where you look at Tom Brady, like against the Chicago Bears, and he's holding up four fingers after they just played their fourth down. But besides that, I'm going to say this before we wrap up this episode. I'm going to say this all the time until I really see the point. This today, I mean, last night, gave me a little of an iffy vibe about Daniel Jones. And I think a lot of Giants fans got that because, like I said earlier in the episode, this was the game they should have won. But Daniel Jones costed on a few drives, and look what happened. The Giants ended up losing once again. But listen, you got the rest of the season to see how he does and obviously to see how the team does. You got Washington next week, and then you got Philly the week after, and then you have your five hardest games of the schedule with, like, Seattle, Baltimore, Arizona – and then Cleveland, and then Dallas again. But obviously Dallas isn't that much of a threat. But I don't know how many games the Giants going to win this season. I don't even know. What if Washington beats them this weekend? What if Philly beats them again next weekend? Like, if Daniel Jones doesn't play well, there's going to be a, a legitimate question about going into the draft and seeing what they do. It's going to obviously come down to what draft pick they have. But listen, like you said, Tom, they're not a quarterback away from changing this whole team into a playoff team. Last night was just a glimpse of the bad side of Daniel Jones, and that's when you got to go like, oh, boy, here we go. That's what I was thinking last night. But besides that, you got to roll with Daniel Jones. Joe Judge said it best. He's our quarterback. Doesn't matter. If he struggles the rest of the year, you know, maybe you draft a quarterback. You have a battle, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I'm just, you know, stating some facts here or just some ideas that could be relevant in the coming up months. But that was a sucky loss. And it honestly really hurts me to talk about this game because you like to see your teams compete with the big dogs in the league, and they did that last night. And I'm going to say this right now. The New York Giants defense is slept on, and I think they are one to two players away from being a top 15 defense in this league. I was just going to say that. Listen, at the end of the day, we're one in seven. Our boy Max Schreiber tweeted last night, if he's listening right now, shout out to you, Max. He tweeted, if Washington converts that two-point conversion, we're all in eight. Like, that's the only thing separating us from, from a one win and zero wins. It's going to come down to us and the Jets. I have a really weird, weird, weird feeling that the Jets are going to win on Monday night against the Patriots. I don't know why. The Patriots are an absolute dumpster fire right now. 
if we can, the biggest thing is with, with an entirely new coaching staff, are they going to compete? We're competing. We're not winning, but we're, we're losing winnable games, as you and Pennick love to say. Dude, if we, can, if we can stay in it every single game and then lose, we're halfway through the season. We're not going to win the division. That, that, that hype train's gone. If we can stay competitive and lose and get a top two, three pick, like you just said, the defense is I'll, – I'll round up. I'll say we're two, two. Two really good players away from being a top from being a top twelve unit, bro. Get a top two pick. If there's no top defensive guy till like five or six, trade back. Throw Gettleman out the door. Bring in a guy that's gonna accumulate all these picks. Trade back because Trevor Lawrence is going number one. Someone's gonna trade up for Fields probably. And then if is Fields even eligible? I don't even know. We'll, we'll worry about that. He is. So like this is the time. We, we've shown, and I'm rambling on, so I'm going I'm to cut it short. We've shown that we can compete with pretty much anybody. So now it's all about drafting the right guys to complement. It's putting the right pieces in the puzzle. Dave Gettleman did not have that bad of an offseason this season. Brought in, brought in a few guys on defense that, like we said, completely transformed the unit. So it doesn't matter about that at this point, but – I think I think the optimism is starting to shift. I'm I think it is. You're starting to just go deeper, deeper into your bag. I think I'm kind of enjoying. Obviously, I'm going to say the Giants are going to win every week, but I'm enjoying the fact that like I can watch the entire game and be into it, and then just go into. Um, I'm sorry, go closer and closer to the to the first draft pick because we're not there yet, and then I'm perfectly okay with that. Slow and steady wins the race. Slow and steady does win the race, Tom. There's a there's a lot going on in this New York Giants football team this season and, of course, the year of 2020. So it's an interesting year, to say the least, but we got a lot of games left this season. A lot can happen, and who knows? We'll see what happens, but I do think Dave Gettleman's out the door, so who knows what the new GM is going to want to do and what steps he takes. But, Tom, let's wrap up this episode, dude, and let's get ready for the game preview against Washington later on this week. Yeah, might as well. Also, I cannot wait for our draft for our draft season episodes. Those are going to be a unit. Oh, those Giants fans will have those coming out at least twice, three times a week when that time comes. Uh-huh. But Giants fans, stay safe, stay healthy, keep washing your hands, and we will all see you soon on another episode of Talking Big Blue with JQ. And we love you all. We'll see you soon. Peace.